Welcome to the Wednesday, November 15th High Stakes Fantasy Advantage podcast. That's right, it's podcast now, and Tom and I are going to be on Sirius XM tonight. But we've got the gang here again. Derek's along with Tom and me, and uh, we are going to talk a little football today. Getting ready for the baseball drafts. We're not quite there. We did draft last night, though, Derek. Uh, man, that software looks good. I'm telling you, folks, we're not trying to tease you, but you're going to like the software. Software, uh, the new stuff is fantastic. I wish this would have been around a couple years ago when I was drafting because after last night's draft, my teams look awesome with this new software. I don't know if it's because of the new software or maybe it's just because I'm drafting against uh, you, but uh, my team looked phenomenal last night. Listen, you left for the last 10 rounds and I kicked your ass. In the last I didn't 10 need to be rounds, around so. the last 10 rounds after those first 20. Powerhouse. Actually, hey, you had the 12th pick, and in a baseball draft, that's a pretty good spot to have this year, right? And we'll talk about how football, the back end, is doing well, but you had a lot of good choices at That yeah, was uh, Charlie Blackman and Carlos Correa on the 12-13 yeah. wrap there. I was quite happy with that. Yeah, I think people are going to like the back end this year. Even in 15-teamers, that 15-16 turn is pretty solid as yeah. well. But we'll talk about that. Like I said, in football, the back end is kicking ass in the NFFC right now. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about quarterback changes. Let's talk about Tyrod Taylor getting the hook. He has a $10 million option next year. Doesn't look like the Bills are picking that up. So it looks like the Bills are in the market for a quarterback next year. They're 5-4, and four, still trying to get a playoff spot. At the Chargers, Tom, that's in Los Angeles, just so you know, at the Chargers this week. Tyrod Taylor, what do you think that does for, I guess, the wideouts, Sean McCoy, everybody else in the offense? I I don't think it helps the passing game at all. Uh, Not that Taylor was playing very well, but... You know, Peterman I, I, coming into his first start, going against a pretty solid Chargers defense. They can play well. Their secondary can, can do well. We know the pass rush can be there with Joey Bosa. So I, I don't think this is a plus. It, it may help McCoy. Maybe he gets, you know, 40 carries now because uh, they can't throw it that well. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing in Buffalo. Again, I'm not a big Tyrod Taylor guy, but they're actually in playoff contention here. Yeah. I mean, so... I don't think Taylor was the reason why the Saints dropped all those points on him last week. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I like it for the Chargers defense this week. If you're looking for a streaming option, I like the Chargers a lot. I like them before when Taylor was going to be there. I like him even more now. Yeah, you mentioned Peterman like everybody knows who he is. Come on, it's Nathan Peterman. Who the hell is Nathan Peterman, Derek? He was a Seinfeld character, wasn't he? Or was that, that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was Jay Peterman, my bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I... I you, this isn't doesn't even seem like breaking news to me. It seems like Tyrod hasn't played in about three weeks anyway, so uh, I don't think there's a whole lot to, to think about here. Uh, Shady's been awful on the road for the last basically a year, so uh, they're at Los Angeles or San Diego or wherever the heck Chargers are playing now. Um, I don't know Los that it affects. Yeah, I know. I don't think it affects. <laughs> I don't think it affects the the offensive game plan all that much. I, Tyrod wasn't doing a whole heck of a lot, so we'll see. Give this guy a chance. They seem to like him, but I, I I don't know that they think he's their quarterback of the future either. So this is again, they're five and four. They're still in playoff contention, so we'll see. I don't. I don't know. Nathan Peterman, right. Jay Peterman. Let's go. 
Another quarterback change in Arizona. Looks like Blaine Gabbert is going to be the starting quarterback. And I can safely say he is the best quarterback in this game because they're playing at Houston, right, Tom? Yeah, he, he is. But I still, again, I like the Texans a lot this week. I liked them no matter who was their quarterback was going to be, Stanton or Gabbard. Uh, I know the Texans can't stop anybody throwing the football, but do you really think Blaine Gabbard's going to light them up? No. The, from the past? I don't either. So I like the Texans' defense, again, as a streaming option. But, yeah, you're right. As sad as this is, Blaine Gabbard is probably the best quarterback on the field because Tom Savage is so yeah. amazing. So, yeah, I mean. Congratulations, the Cardinals! You got the best quarterback in the game. Wow. You're gonna lose. You gotta lose, but you got the best quarterback in the game. Wouldn't you pay big dollars to see Blaine Gabbert against Tom Savage? Huh? Huh? Wouldn't you? All right, hold on a sec. We're jumping ahead, but next week the NFL did not change any of the flex games for Sunday or Monday Stupid. night. So the Monday night game will be Joe Flacco versus Tom Savage. Who in the flying fuck wants to watch that game on Monday night? The Packers are staying on Sunday yeah. night. That's bad enough because the Steelers yeah. are going to destroy them. But who in the hell wants to watch Joe Flacco versus Tom? That's Oh, come on, NFL. Tom Savage's parents aren't even watching that game. That's how bad oh it is. Oh, my God. Do, do something. Don't bitch about ratings and then schedule the fucking Ravens against the Texans with Tom Savage and Joe Flacco at quarterback. Hey, I get to see the Ravens this week at Lambeau Field. Ooh, is that going to be good? And we're in throwback uniforms, too. So we got the blue and gold or whatever the hell those colors are. But, uh, Acme Packers? Yeah. Is that the, pa the Acme yeah, Packers? Packers are in the throwback, yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah, you know, I am surprised that they didn't take the Packers off the Sunday night I'm game. Shocked. I mean, I know Packers are fun to look at, and the Steelers have a great fan base, but that's not even going to be a game. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm shocked they kept that on Sunday Night Football. Oh, well. Yeah. All right, All right let's, talk, uh, let's talk about some NFFC guys here, and let's look at some teams to see if there's some common opponents or common players that are on these championship teams. We were talking yesterday about how we have so many close races. I mean, Chad Schroeder's winning the primetime by 1.25 points. Uh, Adam Kleberg's le leading the online championship, $100,000 grand prize there by six points. But let's look at some of their rosters and, and see what we have here. We are talking about Duke Viveros yesterday. He did a great job in rounds, you know, after rounds. 10 he's picking up all kinds of good players what did chad do todd and or tom i know you looked his roster over we're going to have him on the show tonight talking yep. about his season what does his uh, primetime roster look like right now it's in first place overall well i mean he started off his draft with uh aj green he picked ninth in the draft that the, the league that's leading so he started off with aj green todd Gurley, deandre hopkins stefan diggs and tom brady so that was a pretty nice start without a doubt uh, obviously, A.J. Green's been a little shaky, but he was big last week. Gurley, Hopkins, Diggs, Brady have all been great. But we talked about who are some common guys later in the pick, later in the draft. Alvin Kamara in round 10. There you go. That's going to be, I think we're going to see him everywhere. I think we'll see Gurley on a lot of top teams, too, because yep. of where he's being drafted. And then he also made a big pickup in Fab with Juju Smith-Schuster a month ago for only $23. So that's panned out very well for him. I, we are going to ask him tonight, though. Because I want to know how scared he is, A.J. Green going to Denver, and DeAndre Hopkins going up against Patrick Peterson, who basically shuts everybody out. That's, and you like you said, he doesn't have a big lead in the primetime, and his top two receivers got brutal matchups. So I want to hear what Chad's got to say about that this week. Yeah, definitely. You know, we looked at the top 20 primetime teams, and the number one drafting spot was number eight. Five of the top 20 come from number eight. The next one, number 12. 
four of the top 20 teams came from the number 12 spot. In fact, eight of the top 20 came from spots 10, 11, and 12. So the back end, of course, we got third round reversal, but really this is the first time I can remember the back end being this dominant in our 12-team format. All right, Derek, you looked at Adam Kleberg's uh, roster. Did he have any similarities to what Chad had? <laughs> this is uh, obviously not a deja vu moment, but here's how he, he Adam drafted from the seven hole. Went A.J. Green, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, one, two, three. Wow, so there you obviously there you have go. some similarities. Uh, he took Terrell Pryor in the fourth, which uh, was which was where he was going. Was actually looking like a bargain at that point there. Uh, obviously done nothing. Then he went Jimmy Graham. Uh, and then seven, eight, nine, he went Spencer Ware, Adrian Peterson, and Kareem Hunt. So he drafted before, obviously, uh, Hunt had the big game. So And then down in round 14, he got Funchess. And round 18, he got Adam, uh, excuse me, Alex Smith, quarterback, Alex Smith. So he's actually been, he actually took 10-11, he took Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger. So obviously he hasn't played Luck. So he's basically been rotating uh, Roethlisberger and Alex Smith this year. So that's, uh, he's done well. I think he probably had him in, obviously started Alex Smith week one after he got the free look. Uh, but not a whole lot of wholesale changes. He actually made one big pickup, Juju Smith-Schuster. And uh, has added Greg Zerline, but other than that, he's pretty much kept his roster intact and gone with gone with the big horses, and he's he's leading the the RotoWire online by a few points overall. You know, we don't we don't we don't talk about characters a lot, but Greg Zerline's averaging like fifteen or sixteen yep. points per game. I mean, he is a monster spot in your roster if you got him right now. And they want to go with team kickers in our league too. Oh, screw that! <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> we'll talk about that another show. We'll talk about all, that. Y'all upset. I know, I know. That's what I was trying to do. All right, in the Classic, 12 out of the top 20 teams drafted from 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. That's pretty dominant, and I know we haven't seen that in the Classic in recent years, if ever, in our 14 years with the Classic. So very, very interesting there. Again, 12 of the top 20 drafted from the final five spots. All right, Dave Taylor, we talked about him yesterday in the uh, NFL. FC Draft Champions National Championship. He's got the top three teams and a ninth place overall team. So four teams in the top ten. I looked at his roster. Guess what? He's got Russell Wilson on all three teams. He's got Jared Goff on another team. He's got Robert Woods on two of the three teams. Uh, He's got Todd Gurley on two of the three teams. He's got Hopkins on two of the three teams. But i got to give him some credit. He also has uh, Eifert on two of the three teams. But let's give him some credit. He actually drafted Chester Rogers, and he made his starting lineup this week. So give him credit there. He drafted Aaron Jones. He's made his starting lineup a week or two. Uh, He drafted uh, Wentz. He drafted Funchess. So give Dave Taylor an awful lot of credit. I'm looking at these three teams. Some similarities, but this guy drafted all the way through round 35, and as a result, he's doing very, very well. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic to get a guy. I mean, Chester Rook. I guess, you know, in a draft champions format, that's digging real deep, though. So way to go, Dave. But, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of common threads here when we look at our champions at the end of the year. I think you're going to see a lot of girlies, a lot of Camaras, a lot of Hopkins, because he was a value pick, Greg. We know that yep. in the FSGA League. Uh, digging deeper, anybody who in a draft champions, boy, if you drafted Juju Smith-Schuster in a D.C. Yep. League, well done, but a waiver wire pickup for sure. So I do think we're going to see a lot of commonality when we look back at the end of the season and see who won money. 
Absolutely. All right, let's talk about some free agents tonight. We got Fab tonight on in the NFFC. We'll talk about it on our show tonight on SiriusXM. But uh, Derek, what do you think? Uh, I'm looking at Jamal Williams. I guess Perrine could be out there. Uh, I don't know. Greg Olson, maybe not in the NFFC, but in local leagues, possibly. Who, who do you think will be the top target tonight? I think you're right with Williams. I think if P. Ryan's available, he's got to be picked up. He's now technically a, a starting running back. I know Thompson's better there, but he kind of takes over the Rob Kelly role, right? So, I mean, he's, he's yep. worth something, at least a couple dollars. Uh, Corey Coleman back, uh, supposedly, this week. Has a tough matchup this week against Jacksonville. But if he's out there, he may be out there in some leagues still, especially your home leagues. Uh, he hasn't really been around since week one or two, so there's a guy you could probably get. Uh, other than that, it's just slim pickings, again, with their free agents. Um, not sure there's a whole heck of a lot else out there that you that you can use the rest of the year that's right uh all right tom who are you picking up in the auction league so that i can uh snipe you i honestly nothing there's nothing out there man i mean i i honestly had Corey coleman i picked him up three different times in the last like five weeks and i had to keep dropping him because i've had injuries or yeah. bye weeks and i i needed like a spot for somebody a spot start and now coleman's not available in that league so i don't know i haven't even looked at it yet but it's it's bleak. I, I, I took a glance at it the other day, and uh, it's pretty bleak, so I don't even know who I'm going to lock in, but I'll try to pick somebody up. Yeah, I've got Aaron Jones in that league, so I've got to pick up a running back, I think, but uh, not much out there. I looked as well. There's not a lot out there. All right, we've got four teams on buys this week. we got the Panthers, Colts, Jets, 49ers. I guess that's as painless as it can be when you have four teams on buys. That's not a, losing a lot. Did you guys know that this would have been six teams on the buy this week, right? Yep. Absolutely, yeah, because Goodell fucked up when week one with the Buccaneers and Dolphins. They finally right. get to play the week one game this week. But yeah, it would have been another six game or six, six team bye week, which is just atrocious. That's right. Bucks Dolphins, they get to play now. This is their 10th straight game, I guess. All right. Just looking at the schedule real quickly, and uh, we'll talk about more games tomorrow. But I kind of like this schedule. I mean, there's a lot of crap games on the schedule, but there's also a couple good ones. You know, tomorrow night's game should be pretty good. Titans at Steelers, we can talk more about that tomorrow, but I think that'll be entertaining at least. Uh, should be a hard-hitting game as well. But I also like, hey, we got Fal uh, Philadelphia and Dallas. That's a big, big game on Sunday night. Got the Falcons and Seahawks on Monday night. That should be a big, big game as well. Patriots and Raiders. That's not in America, but that's a good game. Tom, which games are you liking here? What? I got Rams and Vikings as well. That's going to be a real good game at Minnesota. Yeah, that's going to be, that should be a really good game. Yeah, I think the Eagles-Cowboys certainly would be much better if Zeke was playing, but still it's a huge game for the Cowboys, and they are at home, so we'll see what they can do against Carson Wentz. The Monday night game's looking good. The Mexico City game, I think, is going to be the fantasy game of the week. That's uh, Oakland and New England. I love everybody in this game. I'm going to say it right now. I'm hashtagging it. I I didn't go all in yesterday. I'm hashtagging it. Sunday will be Brandon Cooks day. Like he is going bonkers in this matchup. You hit that last time, so let's see. Let's make that two yep. for two. It's going to happen. The Raiders are horrific against the deep pass. I mean, they're just horrific anyway, defensively. But yeah, this is going to be Brandon Cooks. It's going to happen. Brandon Cooks day. Hashtagging it. I like it. We've got him in the FSTA league. We got a big, big game. Right, we're seven and three. We get a win here. We'll be in first place. So let's do it. Hopkins. He might not have a big game, though. Yeah. We're still starting him, though, right? Well, you got to start him, but yeah, yeah. He's, Patrick Peterson is, is fantastic. That's going to be tough, but you start him. All right, Derek, what about Rams-Vikings? Give us a preview. 
Uh, well, I hope my Vikes pull it out. Like I said, I'll be there. So I, I think this is a game where the def- Vikings defense plays way better at home. It, it doesn't matter. It, it's been the same thing for the last 20 years since I've you know been paying a lot of attention yeah. to it. So I, I actually look for this to be a close, lower-scoring game than I think a lot of people think it's going to be. I mean, Rams scored 30-plus last week. Vikings scored 38, and I, I don't believe it's going to be that high. I feel this is going to be a tough grind them out. Like I said, uh, Vikings need to corral Gurley, otherwise we're going to be in trouble. So assuming they can get that done... I feel it's a 23-20 type game. It could go either way. All right. Hey, what's the deal with Greg Olson? Is he announcing this game? Is he a a, a reporter? What's the deal about that? Huge controversy now. It's uh, like... Yeah, I don't know. He's doing something with Fox. Is that it? And like now that he wants to be on the sidelines? No, he's he's in the booth. He's broadcasting. And I... You know, I, I tend to think the NFL overreacts to some things, but I think this is legit. I think the Vikings have a legitimate yeah, type of hell yeah. They're playing the Panthers in a week few 14, weeks. yeah, week 14. Now, they are saying that they're not going to let Olsen do, uh, you know, pregame interviews with the coaches, the normal kind of things that the broadcasters do to get the inside information. But he's still going to be in the booth broadcasting a game against the team that he's going to be playing. And if you, I think this is wrong. I, I, I think it's a, it's a great idea in theory, but not if the guy's going to be facing off against. Right. The team in, in like, yeah, in like less than a month. So yeah, I don't know. It sounds like the Vikings are putting up a pretty big stink this morning. It was all over uh, our yeah, local K fan here. So it sounds like the, while they may still let Fox may still let him do the game, it's like yeah, he's not going to have be able to talk to anybody. So right yeah. Now. Yeah, I, I mean, if he was out for the year, you could understand yeah, it, but the right. fact that he's coming back and playing against him, he's going to be in a coach's meeting? Come on, <laughs> give me a break. Uh, yep. This is just stupid. So, All right, well, we'll talk more about the Sunday's games again tomorrow, but I won't be talking about it because I'm going to Madison. Little old Iola is playing the state tournament tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Madison. So root on the T-Birds. Here we go. Good but luck, uh, Tom and Derek will take care of you guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll preview tomorrow night's game a little bit more in detail tomorrow. But uh, good luck to Iola Scandinavian. Who are you playing again? We are playing a team from the Appleton area, okay. St. Mary's, and uh, they're a powerhouse. So, so you guys are the we're, underdogs. We're underdogs. All right. That's all yeah, right. Yeah, we're underdogs, but uh, this has been a fun, fun team, and the team's filled with sophomores and juniors, so we should be back again next year. So looking forward to it, but it's going to be a great time. I love high school football. So my, my boys getting the chance to do that, I would have killed to do when I was in high school. That's all I cared about was trying to get the state but uh never even came close right tom how about you you get the state oh fuck no no <laughs> we were we were kind of the intermediate wanakee team the wanakee when i was there uh right before us were a dynasty then right after us they became a dynasty again we were kind of you know we were okay we but we were not a dynasty never got to state in football or basketball certainly would have loved to have accomplished that so way to go to your son and good luck to iola that's going to be a lot of fun. So, all right. Well, good luck to everybody in FAB tonight. And Derek and Tom will be with you tomorrow. Have a good day. See you.